You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. If you're not going to do something with what I've given you, at least give what I've given you to somebody else that will do something with it. In other words, the most basic thing we can do is at least give to somebody, to some institution, somewhere that will make a difference for the kingdom of heaven. And of course, the first and foremost place biblically we ought to do that is the church, right? It's the church. That's the entity God's called. We're the ones. God's called each person to do something with the talents and resources He's provided. You're not meant to hoard your riches or hide your unique abilities away. Today, Pastor Danny will invite you to take a step forward sharing the Lord's resources with the world by simply giving. If nothing else, support the work of the church by giving to ministries that are making a difference. Be the hands and feet of Jesus by simply stepping into the work God has already prepared for you, no matter the size of it. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Titus, chapter 3, with today's edition of The Living Word. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11. Dear friends, speaking to Christians, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world, this world is not our home, to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans, that's just unbelievers, that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds. And glorify God on the day he visits us. You could also say, so that they also might be saved. And one of the things the Holy Spirit will use in their life to lead them to your Savior and my Savior is our good deeds. There are other verses that speak of that, but those two are certainly powerful. Now let me tell you, good deeds done um, because the Holy Spirit has anointed us, and just like Jesus, to do good works, good deeds, our good works are evidence of our genuineness. In other words, if all you do is go to church, you really ought to stop and say, do I really know the Savior? Because one of the marks of a true child of God that's been born again and now the Holy Spirit dwells in them is that they will do good deeds in the name of Jesus Christ. And that's a witness to the world. It proves our genuineness. Let me give you a couple of scriptures on this one. James chapter 2 just nails it. I mean, this you don't have to have a high IQ to understand this one. Verse 14 of James chapter 2. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. You have faith, but it's dead faith. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I'll show you my faith by what I do. Great verse. Great passage. Now, it's not only a proof of genuineness to the world, our good deeds. Listen, it's a proof for me personally. Listen to this one. 1 John chapter 3, if you want to make your way there quickly. 1 John chapter 3, verse 16. This is how we know what love is. 
Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. He just didn't have warm, fuzzy feelings. He did something. Cost him. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. This then is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence whenever our hearts condemn us, whenever you feel like, well, I don't feel like I'm really saved. Then those good deeds give evidence even to me personally that I really am saved because I'm not just going to church. I'm not just believing in God. I'm doing something, doing something. Now, I don't know if you know what the most basic good deed in the Bible is, in the New Testament especially. Jesus told us what the most basic good deed that every one of us can do is. You know what it is? I'm just going to give you the reference. You can write it down. Matthew chapter 25. In Matthew chapter 25, uh, he gives the parable of the talents. And remember, uh, to one he gave five talents. To one he gave two talents. Then to somebody else, he gave one talent. So we're only responsible for what he gives us. And he's given some of us more. And if you've been given more, you're responsible for more. But remember now, the one with five invested those five uh, and came back. And after the investment, it, it basically doubled. And Jesus said, way to go. Good job. The one with two invested it. And it produced. And it was fruitful. But the one with the one, what did he do? He buried it. And he said, Lord, I knew you were a hard man. That tells us he really didn't have a relationship with the master. Because he's not a hard man. He's a gracious man. He's merciful. <laughs> and so he buries it. And what does Jesus uh, say in the parable to this third one? Let me just read it for you. Matthew chapter 25, verse 26. His master replied, and the master, of course, is the Lord. You wicked, lazy servant. You knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers. So then, when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. And what he's saying there is, okay, if you're not going to do something with what I've given you, at least give what I've given you to somebody else that will do something with it. In other words, the most basic thing we can do is at least give to somebody, to some institution, somewhere that will make a difference for the kingdom of heaven. And, of course, the first and foremost place biblically we ought to do that is the church, right? It's the church. That's the entity God's called. We're the ones that are going into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And so at the very least, the most basic good deed a Christian can do is open up your wallet, open up your purse, and honor the Lord and invest in kingdom causes. First and foremost, the church, and then extensions of the church, ministries that are doing the work of the church. That's the most basic good deed. You know how much the Bible, especially the New Testament, Old Testament as well, uh, talks about giving? You know how much Jesus talked about giving? Acts 20.35, Paul says, In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, which we don't have recorded in the Gospels, but he evidently said it because Paul knew about it. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, if you really believe that, then we do it because it's more blessed for me to give than to get. Jesus said that. 
Luke chapter 6, listen to what Jesus said here. This is, oh, this is good. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give, and it'll be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. And it's not just to get wealth. Another scripture in Corinthians says, he'll increase your seed so that you can be generous on every occasion. Running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it'll be measured to you. I love 2 Corinthians when Paul, in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, talks about the Macedonian churches. Paul um, went around in churches that he planted and churches that he ministered to. He would collect offerings from these churches for special needs offerings. That's the equivalent of what we do here in our special needs offering is the benevolence fund. And it was a specific offering aside from their regular giving to help the poor saints in Jerusalem. And he would collect offerings from the churches, and then he'd go to Jerusalem, and he'd minister through those offerings. The churches through those offerings would minister to the poor saints in Jerusalem. But he wasn't going to tell the Macedonian churches. He wasn't going uh, to ask them to give because of their, their situation. <laughs> Paul talks about it in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Now, brothers, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. Out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy, their extreme poverty... They're poor, welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability, entirely on their own. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the saints. So somebody let them know that they're being left out in the opportunity to give for the poor saints in Jerusalem. And they came to Paul and said, hey, you got to let us be a part of this. And they did not do as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord. And then to us, in keeping with his will. So we urge Titus, since he'd earlier made a beginning, to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part. But just as you excel in everything, in faith and speech and knowledge, in complete earnestness and in your love for us, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. Second Corinthians chapter 9, he continues, and I want you to note this, verse 12. This service that you perform, these gifts that you're giving... It's not only supplying the needs of God's people, but it's also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you've proved yourselves, you've proved yourselves, it's evidence of your genuineness. <laughs> Men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And here's what else happens. And in their prayers for you, the recipients of your gift, their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift referring to Jesus Christ. a solid foundation of faith includes having a solid knowledge of who God is and what He's done for you. You'll be able to find that in the Bible. As you grow in your relationship with God, we encourage you to spend as much time as you can reading His Word and holding the truth of those words close. Take some time to read the passage from Titus that Pastor Danny shared today, or read ahead before you join us next time. God promises to speak through His Word and through the Holy Spirit, and we know that you'll be blessed each time you dive into the doctrine of your faith. If you'd like to hear more teachings from Pastor Danny, visit ccfstpete.church and click on the Sermons tab. 
Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel while you're there to get updated content each time we post it. We love connecting with our listeners, so also stop by our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. Join in the conversation, and we'll add some positive encouragement to your newsfeed. Before our time is up with you for the day, we'd like to ask you to consider partnering with us as we continue to share the hope of salvation with the world. Would you pray for us each time you tune into the Living Word? Pray that we keep listening to God and following His plan for our program. Please pray, too, for protection and open hearts among those who will be tuning in next time. We know the power of prayer, and we appreciate you doing this for us. Thanks for being a part of our time here today. Join Pastor Danny next time for another edition of The Living Word. Oh, 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 oh